Do you want me to bring her in? Yeah. Do you want to have a like a drunk intro here? <laughs> you're oh, you're going to be on this, though, by the way. Oh, I see it's getting spicy over there. We had a pool day. Nice. And I overpoured my pina colada. Ooh, hmm, I'm my not that shocked. My hands are very shaky, and I overpoured, and I was like, it'll be fine. It was not fine. It seems fine. Wells, I think Wells thinks it's very fine. I think Wells would think it was more fine if he didn't have to do this right now. That's probably just very true. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Brandy the cock black. All right. Love you. You look hot. You know what? I haven't gotten any in so long that Wells doesn't deserve any right now anyway. Honestly, in solidarity with Brandy, we're going to go on a celibate tour. Woo! He's freaking out. A celibator? What type of Greek mythological animal was that? No, like a celibacy, but like on a tour of it. Yeah. Of our we house. Are? Remember when you say never let the truth get in the way a good story? of a good story? Yeah. Here we are. Okay. I can't hear what you're saying to her, so I don't know. You can hear what I'm saying to her. You can't hear what she's saying to me. And I'm the drunk one. <laughs> All right. Bros and hoes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Brandi. Great. Love you, Sarah. She is so funny. Are you so happy that I hit record before that started? So happy because it's probably the best content of this whole episode. Yeah, that's, that's as good as it gets. You guys can all just turn this thing off now. Yeah, but don't. But you could. But don't, but you totally could. Yeah. You know, that theory, don't let the truth get in the way of a good, what did she say, story? Yeah, I live by that. Um, that's something my sister for sure lives by. She like exaggerates everything just for the sake of the story. Speaking of, mm -hmm. just so I'm, I know the Barstool podcast has your sister on recently. I know I didn't listen to it though. I saw clips. Does someone in your family host the Barstool sports podcast? Oh, you know, I actually, if that's me, I actually do that. You do that? Yeah, I have this alter ego uh, that I host that podcast uh, with, yeah. Interesting, because I was wondering, because we have yet to get Miley Cyrus on Your Favorite Thing, and Miley's sister hosts the show, but for oh. some reason, she's on the Barstool <laughs> thing. <laughs> I actually did, when I was scrolling through Instagram this morning, I saw that she was doing that, and I was like, huh. So she's doing podcasts now for a press. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little, little offended. She didn't ask to be on mine. Yeah. You know, we would have loved to have been able to break the story that your first hookup was a threesome with two chicks, but it's fine. But it's fine. I don't think we have the same street cred as Barstool. I'll tell you this, though. Barstool asked me to be on their podcast, and I was. Oh, oh so, okay. Yeah. That's cute. So, I don't know. I think we're in the same kind of like vicinity, you know? Really? fascinating i would call her right now because she'd probably do it but like the thing is like if i call her she can't hear you here's the funny thing i don't think i would have the balls to ask her the questions that like the barstool interview asked her i know he would be like so what's your favorite thing what are you binging right now what's your favorite music god i hate my voice um, anyways you but i am love her. your voice uh, what are you talking about i know i would have had a couple I had a couple white claws have a couple claws once you have a couple claws <laughs> She also did this other podcast. Oh Let's God. see. What is it called? The I Morning Mashup. Um, I think it's like a serious hits podcast. Do you know about that podcast? No clue. Never heard of it. So 
she goes on there. I saw this on Instagram. They're like, yeah, a few months ago we had your mom and your dad and your sisters, Noah and Brandy on this podcast. Okay. I have no recollection doing that podcast a few months ago because I didn't, but maybe I did it forever ago. I don't know. But they said, they said your, your whole family said that you guys have a rule that somebody has to sing like a song a day or something really weird. I never said that. And I can't imagine anyone else in my family saying that. And I texted my mom and I was like, did we do this podcast? And she goes, I think we did it in New York, which means we had to do it years ago because I haven't been to New York in years. And she goes, but we did not say that. Like, for sure, we did not ever say that. Can we just start making up rules that the Cyrus family has created that aren't true? Well, there's one of them. And like, we sound stupid because then Miley's like, they're full of shit. That's a lie. But like, we never said it. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. So I just had to get clarification there. I never said that. And neither would my parents or Noah. Maybe if Noah was really stoned, it would come out of her mouth. I don't know, but I can tell you what, I didn't say it. I don't know if you guys have rules. Her answer was, our only rule is that someone has to get in a fist fight once a day and argue about stupid shit like aliens existing, which is spot on. That's what we argue about, like, I feel like every holiday. Wait, who in the family believes in aliens and who in the family does not believe in aliens? My dad is, like, the biggest believer in aliens. He's, like, obsessed with it. He and Trace actually had this show pitched to, like, investigate alien activity. I think, like, the pilot got picked up and then the show never actually got picked up. But I was, like, super pumped about that idea. So my dad's obsessed with it. But here's the thing about the Cyruses. This is a very important thing to know if you ever hang out with any of us. Yeah. The same way that we'll tell a lie for a good story. Mm-hmm. We'll also take a stance on something that yeah. we actually don't believe just for the sake of a good fight. Yeah, that's every family. So I, so I feel like Brazen loves to take the op, the opposing position of anything because he loves to argue. So, so Brazen like, is anti-alien. Well, I think he was for the sake of the conversation I'm remembering. It was yeah. actually on my mom's birthday and we were at a really nice restaurant and we started arguing about this at the table and my mom left almost in tears she was so upset that on her birthday she didn't even want to leave the house and we forced her and then we got there and everybody (laughs) argued and was like cussing each other out at the table in public (laughs) over aliens i love that you're (laughs) pro alien right oh for sure there are aliens yeah okay and then is noah anti-alien i think now in 2020 everyone's pro alien yeah yeah, yeah. all like everyone's like all right they for sure exist okay going back to tish's birthday who was anti-alien i think for sure brazen was like opposing the alien theory and i want to say maybe noah took brazen's side because she usually does because like it's usually like brazen and noah against the world yeah and of course, I just sat there in silence because I didn't want to take sides because I'm a nine on the Enneagram and I want everyone to get along and agree on everything. So nerdy. And I just like sat there and I just was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. People are staring. My mom's so upset. And everybody was just arguing. Does Miley believe in aliens? I'm pretty sure my mom was very like, y'all are stupid if you think there are aliens. But now she probably like fully believes. Yeah. Now that she's a stoner, she for sure believes. In them, yeah. You know, of course. Yeah. This was when Tish was not a stoner. Oh, it was. Yeah. This is pre-Stone Age for Tish. <laughs> the pre-Stone Age. God, I want to be in that argument so badly. <laughs> I would give the majority of the money in my bank account to be in that argument. Oh, my God. I just remember being so uncomfortable in a public place. Yeah. With all the attention. That's where you do us. it, though. I totally get how embarrassing is that everyone's like looking at you guys and everyone's realizing that that's the Cyrus family arguing about aliens that's so embarrassing 
but also think about it in terms of like the story that they get to tell for the rest of their lives. Oh, for sure. And how great that is. Well, we are at fucking Tony Romo's, you know, I ordered the ribs and then all of a sudden look over and Miley Cyrus and Billy Ray Cyrus and Noah Cyrus and Tish Cyrus are screaming at the top of their lungs about the existence of aliens. And it was literally the best night of my life. Right, true. I think we were at Morton's Steakhouse. Oh, wow. In Burbank. I like it better when it's at Tony Roma's. <laughs> Do you remember Tony Roma's? Yeah. Yeah. Was it that nice though? I know it's shitty. That's why. I, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. why I want it to be there, or like at an Olive Garden or something. God. Because you know what, the Cyrus family. There's a lot of pomp and circumstance around your family, but you know, you guys are salt of the earth people, and we've talked about like how much you guys love Cracker Barrel. I was so, about to say, I'm shocked we weren't at. If it was Noah's birthday, we would yeah. have absolutely been at Cracker Barrel. I want you to send a text at some point to Miley to be like, "Hey, you know." I've been seeing you've been doing a lot of these podcasts recently, and you know that I have a podcast. I kind of want to call her right now and ask her if she remembers who is pro-alien and not. And it would really help our bottom line. Okay. Tell me you're with donkeys. No, but refresh my memory. When our family argues about aliens, who is pro-alien and who is against the idea of aliens existing? Oh, that's good. Um, well, now Trace is pro-alien and Brazen's not. That's what I thought. I thought Brazen wasn't. Goodbye. I knew Brazen was against it. Brazen is very much like, maybe I should call him real quick. Brazen is very much like, he wants proof of everything. That's Brazen. Well, everyone does. He, he, He like loves history and facts and like, like data you know what i mean all right call him real quick and let's find out why he doesn't believe aliens exist feeding his chickens or something. yeah exactly he's gardening he's making artisanal sourdough bread hello braze what's up very important question for you yeah do you believe in aliens or no no tell me why why i need to know why why do you need to know why? Well, because Miley did this interview about how the whole family argues about whether aliens exist whenever we get together, which is not false. And I was just. I've never had that conversation. Yes, we did. Remember on mom's birthday when we were at Morton's Steakhouse and the whole family got into an argument about it at the dinner table? No, but what, like forever ago? Forever ago. Oh, okay. Like eight years ago. Okay. Okay, but okay, so and I was trying to remember who was against aliens because you know dad f- fully believes in it and Miley yeah. does too. Okay, so tell me why you don't. What are you going to use this for? What is this information for? Oh, you're <laughs> actually um, on my podcast right now. It's called Your Favorite Thing. Uh, well, I'll tell you why I personally don't think so. Okay. It's just because there's no evidence for it. Told you. I can't say whether there is or not. But, Man, you know, I know you so it's, well. It's like me saying there's not mermaids at the bottom of the ocean. I have no idea. I highly doubt it, considering that there's no real evidence for it. Yeah. So you need evidence. You need facts. You need data to back it up. I would need something. What, what about pyramids? What about the footage that the, the government released recently? I don't know. I, that's total horseshit. If I can <laughs> say that on your on your podcast. Oh, you can say that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, if anything, that's like a. Chinese or Russian aircraft or something because mm. why would they why would they release that right now it's a great question brazen what about pyramids yeah. I mean I, I just think that people are so excited to think that it's aliens another reason that I don't believe in aliens is because whenever people talk about aliens crashing here and stuff well they have the technology to travel all the way to earth but then they just fucking crash what a bunch of losers <laughs> valid 
That's fair. Wait, That's fair. what about what about the pyramids? All right, is that really what you called for? You want to know about aliens? Yeah. Wait, what pyramid? Wells is asking me about a pyramid. The pyramids. Pyramid. Like the actual pyramids in Egypt? Yeah, a lot of people think that those were built by aliens. Oh, Wells says that people think the pyramids in Egypt were built by aliens. Brazen, what's your take? Yeah, Dad said that, and that's the dumbest thing ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nothing's built by aliens. Also, why would they build a pyramid? They can fly here in a dope spaceship, and they build something out of rocks? That doesn't even make sense. It makes no sense. You're right. Well, also, and there's pyramids all over the world. I mean, people build pyramids. People just like triangular-shaped buildings i guess i will say i'm like 90 percent sure that there's no aliens but then i'll also say i'm 110 percent sure that they've never been here wow pretty sure pretty sure hot take well brazen thank you so much for your hot take on the alien situation you're welcome i would encourage people if they want to get into some cool stuff not regarding aliens read some of graham hancock's stuff about atlantis and old civilizations that shit's really cool Ooh. okay so he believes in ancient civilizations and way 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 yeah. better than aliens all right all right i'm gonna go back to making my lentil soup i was making oh, love you so much love you Graham. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> okay by the way you called it he wasn't with the chickens or making artisanal sourdough bread he was making lentil soup he's so funny he kills me when he says what are you using this for yeah i know yeah, everyone's got an angle. Totally. Well, I also never call him, so he's like, "What's up? Yeah, <laughs> what's what you doing?" I love the fact that Blood and I are on the same wavelength of like those pyramids are definitely alien creations. That's insane. If you go look at it, so there's two thoughts here, Brandy, and we were probably gonna get fucking roasted on um, comments, but. I don't care. There's two thoughts on it. There is the thought that Brazen, the the world that Brazen lives in, which is there was an ancient civilization before ours, and then there was some sort of, sort of cataclysmic event, all a a flood or a meteor or something that wiped everyone out, and then we restarted, and now we're in this time that built the pyramids because the way that they were able to cut those stones and place them is so exact that. No one's been able to like recreate those things with copper tools, which is what the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians had. So the thought is, is that either there was like a very advanced race of human beforehand that was able to do some sort of laser cutting or diamond cutting or something that would be able to make the angles that they're able to make now. Because there's just no way that with like sticks and stones and copper tools that they were able to do what they did. Or the other thought is, is that aliens were helping and it's some sort of uh, alien triangulation situation. And also there's a crazy thought that all the pyramids that that are in the world, they all line up on this like same line, which is super hmm. crazy. So whatever. I do love the fact that one we did have a pool day and I got a little drunk and like I got thrown into this podcast and then this is what we started talking about. <laughs> we haven't even started the show yet. Not even. And we probably should because <laughs> we're 20 minutes in. I know. <laughs> I mean, Sarah kind of started it. <laughs> she did. I am excited about today's episode, by the way. 
Yeah. I'm pumped because later in the show, we're going to have Violet Benson on the pod. And Mm -hmm. she's the one who does daddy issues on Instagram, which I feel like I would assume everyone that listens to this podcast is familiar with because she's got Mm -hmm. millions and millions and millions of followers, which is crazy. She also has has her own podcast, of which I have been on. So we're going to have her on. We're going to find out what her favorite things are. And I'm going to be honest with you, when I look at her, this is going to sound weird, but it's true. If you look at her Instagram or daddy's issues Mm -hmm. Instagram, it's a lot of information about the sucking vibrator. Oh, fascinating. So I assume that's going to be one of her favorite things. Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear about that. But it might be an ad. I don't know. Sounds like something I might need if my boyfriend's not really coming over until next year, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to buy it for you on Amazon because... Huh. These are uh, super cute. Did you see? You found them on Instagram. See? Yeah, it wasn't hard. Well, they are very hard from what I understand. Mm. Oh! <laughs> we should start the show. Okay. Bros and hoes, you're listening to Your Favorite Thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy and Trace and Miley and Sarah and Violet Benson a little bit later. Brazen, not Trace. Oh, that was Brazen? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Anyways, how you doing? I'm good because... I'm about to be hopping on a jet plane in less than 24 hours and going to Montana and chilling for six whole days. Do you think that the plot of Yosemite is going to happen to you in Montana? Is this why you're going? You mean Yellowstone? Sorry, Yellowstone, yes. Guys, you just can't get it right today. I can't. (laughs) It's because you're kind of drunk. I had a couple of White Claws. I would love if the plot of Yellowstone would happen to me. I'm just trying to live that Yellowstone dream for a few days, you know? I'm just trying to breathe some fresh Montana air and get out into the wilderness and just be at one with nature. Well, I'm excited for you. When do you leave? Tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Good luck in big sky country. Oh, Sarah just texted me. (sighs) Oh, no. So before this, by the way, Five Guys. I used to not be into Five Guys, but here's what happened. In-N-Out doesn't do Postmates, y'all. I don't know why In-N-Out thinks it's better than everybody else, but you've done it. You've made the California kid resent In-N-Out because it thinks it's above Postmates. And it's not, okay? It's a cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. It's a great cheeseburger with mediocre fries. Mm-hmm. You got to church up those god dang fries with the animal style to make them palatable at all. And you know what? I used to say Five Guys was a blatant ripoff aesthetically of In-N-Out, which it is. The white and the mm-hmm. bread tiles, excuse me. Totally. Come on, guys. We could have picked a different color. But you know what? Five Guys... Lives that Postmates life, which in quarantine times, post mm-hmm. Stone Age, it's important. And I've I'll become. I'll tell you what. Okay, tell me. I what. like Five Guys better than In and Out. Uh, you know, what? I'm getting there right now. And so before this thing started, Sarah was like, "I'm gonna get Five Guys," and I was like, "I I completely support this decision." Even though I went and spent $300 at the freaking grocery store today. She just sent me a text and said, I'm not going to do five guys. And now my heart's broken. And this is my least favorite thing of the podcast. So. Oh, devastating. Man, you're making me want five guys. Sounds bomb as hell. Dude, what do you get in your five guys? I'm like the biggest loser in the world. I just like a cheeseburger with ketchup. Oh my God. With Cajun fries. I mean, duh. Duh. Gotta do Cajun fries. That's what I do. I do mayo. I I want that. I do mayo. I do lettuce. Raw jalapenos. Ew. Shut up. And I think that's it. 
The other day, I was like real hungover. See how that happened? I was about to say hungry, but then I remembered that I was really hungover and I went three patties and guess what? Whoa. Your bro doesn't have a big enough mouth for that. <laughs> I couldn't get it all in there. Could Sarah? I don't know if she even tried, but huh. I think that was like a dick joke and mm. I see where you're going with it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine, huh? It's nothing to write home about, Brandy. Okay. It's like a Jeep. It's utilitarian. It gets the job done, but. All right. No one's writing songs about it or anything. Mm. WAP, by the way, let's talk about that. What? Is it the Cardi B song? Wet ass. I, I don't think I've listened to it. You haven't? I don't think so. I mean, should I play it? Yeah. It's aggressive. If you got kids, li- if you got kids listening to this podcast, this is the time to maybe check yourself Just before you wreck yourself. Like mute it for a hot sec? Just for a hot sec. Truck, right in this little garage. Make it cream, make me scream. I don't public, make the scene. I don't cook, I don't clean. But let Aye. me tell you, I got Aye. this ring. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down inside of me. Quit yeah. jump out for you, let it get inside of me. I tell yeah. them where to put it, never tell them where I'm about to be. I run down on them before I have a nigga running me. Talk your shit, fight your lip. Ask for a car while you ride that dick. Why you really ain't never got to fucking for a thing. He already made his mind up before he came. Now get your boots, hang your coat, fuck this wet ass pussy. He bought a by the way. I mean, it's it's so great. Everyone was up in arms about it. Everyone was up in arms about it, which is like, it's a song. Everyone relax. If you don't like it, just don't listen to it, I guess. You know, like, totally. let's just not freak out. My favorite was Margot Price. So the Daily Show asked Margot Price to cover it. Have you heard this version? No. So this is pretty great. Not a goddess, nigga, need a king cobra. Great line. Spit on his mic and now he's trying to sign me. There's a lot of really good lyrics in it. I mean, it was like very controversial, like this song. A lot of people were like, this is ridiculous. Like you shouldn't put this out, you know, and like this is unacceptable. And like kids are listening to this, yada, yada, yada. And I totally understand that and I get it. But I used to have this argument a lot with program directors when I worked in radio. Because there were a lot of songs that everyone was very scared about playing on the air because, and obviously, like, this is one I don't think you can play in the air, but like, there were other songs that people were scared to play on the air because they were worried that, like, you know, sponsors would drop out because we were promoting it or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it, and this was the argument that I had way back in the day with a bunch of old white dudes. There are so many songs about much more fucked up shit than having sex that are played on the air. In heavy rotation. And so I went back to my notes. Just so everyone has some sort of context on all of this. The Beatles. Maxwell's Silver Hammer. That's about bashing someone's head in with a silver hammer. That's murder. (laughs) Yeah, that's murder. (laughs) That's murder. The Dixie Chicks. Earl's Gonna Die. 
That's about murdering your husband. Yes, great he might song, be. Though. It's a great song. Great song. Uh, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. The Chicks now. They changed their name. Oh, yeah, they did. Heavy rotation on like every country's station worldwide. Uh-huh. The Talking Heads, Psycho Killer, is a huge hit. That's about a serial psycho killer. Johnny Cash, Hung My Head, is about practicing aiming your gun at people and accidentally pulling the trigger and killing somebody. And everyone is totally fine with Johnny Cash. That was just murder. And I was like, it's so weird that people are more tolerant of songs about murder than they are about someone like giving a blowy. And then I kept going. I went deeper into this whole thing. Grateful Dead. Good morning, little schoolgirl. That's about pedophilia, guys. Super creepy. Fosh the people. Pumped up kicks. That's about a school shooting. Super creepy and terrible. The Four Seasons. Oh, what a night. Late September. That's about sleeping with a hooker. Winger, 17. (laughs) A song I played on heavy rotation at the classic rock station I worked at in Nashville. I played that every goddamn hour. That's about sleeping with a 17-year-old. That's statutory rape. It's all relative, right? Like, this whole thing is relative. It's like whatever just bugs you about music. So, like, if someone talking about doing sex bugs you, then great. But all these other songs should bug you, too. But it doesn't because we've just all been become so normalized to it. I'm going to get off my soapbox now. You're on a very tall soapbox right now. Was it? Should I not do this? Actually, fascinating. (laughs) We just sing along and we have no idea what we're actually singing. Yeah. This is like where the editing of the show bugs me. I probably should take this out because it's going to piss off like 10% of the people who listen to the show. Yeah. You can't please everybody, Wells. I know. And I've realized that. But I'll tell you who can. I think Cardi B can from from what I understand about these lyrics in the song. (laughs) My bell's broken. Oh, fixed it. (laughs) Had to ring the bell for my favorite razor that I just packed in my suitcase for my trip to Montana. Guys, self-care and routine is always important, but it's especially important for me when I'm going on a trip to shave my legs and have that smooth, smooth shave the whole time I'm gone. And I love my Billy razor so much. It is so great because it's a premium razor that's delivered directly to my door. I don't have to go anywhere to go get it. And there's no pink tax. Like when I have been to the store in the past, because I don't do it anymore, to buy a razor, they're so freaking expensive. Billy is so great because you can get a starter kit for just $9 and you get the award-winning razor plus two refill blades and a magnetic holder that keeps your razor safe and dry in between uses. And it's great because you can like hang it on your shower and it's all cute. And because Billy comes in such cute, fun colors, it actually like looks adorable hanging in your shower. Honestly, I'm such a fan of this razor and I'm also a fan of their other products. They've got lip balm, dry shampoo, face wipes, shaving cream. I love the shaving cream because it's cruelty free. Honestly, they just they just have great products. And like I said, it's direct to your door. You don't have to go anywhere. It's a win, 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 win situation here. And we've got a deal for you guys out there. All you got to do is go to mybilly.com slash YFT and you can get yourself one of these Badass razors sent right to your door. Just $9 to get your starter kit, plus free shipping always. Go to mybilly.com slash YFT. We love this razor. We love Billy. It's spelled my, B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash YFT. Do it. 
All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Did you know that season two of Dirty John is out? No, is it good? I just watched episode one last night, so I'm not far enough in to say I liked episode one, but my mom finished it and she said it's better than season one. She thinks it's like the greatest thing that's ever happened. She said her and Miley binged it so fast. Here's the thing about it. Until I get further in, I'm not going to be able to tell you if this is paying off for them or not. It's an entirely new cast. So it's a whole new storyline with well, new ca- with new people. No Tammy Taylor. It has to be, though, because if you know what happens at the end of Dirty John, the original one, you can't continue on. I know. But, Do you so, know? But I'm pumped because my mom says it's great. And, and Dirty John season one was so good. I mean, I think you're not more excited about this. I love the podcast. I never even watched the show. <laughs> the show's so good. It's so good. Tammy Taylor and Eric Bana. Tam- like I call her Tammy Taylor. Connie Britton. Okay, I was going to say, like, Tammy Taylor, that sounds like not a real name. Well, that's her name in Friday Night Lights, which is what made her famous, which is the best show ever. Yeah. Connie Britton and Eric Bana. They're like, so, they're so good in it. And Ruth from Ozark is in it. Oh, she's such a good... She's so mean. You gotta watch it. I'm in. She plays an entirely different character in this show than her character in Ozark. How did you sleep on this? Because I listen to the podcast, so I know what happens. Doesn't matter. You still gotta watch it. I watched a really good movie last night. Really? A movie? Wow. Actually, Sarah didn't want to do it. She's like, really, you want to do a movie? I'd rather do a show. And I was like, why? And she's like, I don't want to get locked into two hours, opposed to getting locked into seven hours of a show? (laughs) Have you heard of Project Power? No. Real good. I'm talking Jamie Foxx. I'm talking Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Mm. I'm talking some other people, but like just those two, that's pretty big. Yeah, huge. Here's the uh, synopsis. When a pill that gives its users unpredictable superpowers for five minutes hits the streets of New Orleans. A teenage dealer and a local cop must team with an ex-soldier to take down the group responsible for its creation. Project Power. It's a little bit like, did you ever see Limitless? Yeah, forever ago. Like with Bradley Cooper. Remember that pill? You take Mm -hmm. that pill and you become super smart. Yep. Kind of like that. But this pill gives you superpowers, but no one knows what their superpower is going to be. It's specific to every person. So sometimes you take it and you'll have the superpower of invisibility. 
or you'll take it and you'll have the the superpower of uh, the human torch, like just a big ball of flames. Or sometimes you'll take it and you'll like be able to like explode anyone around you. Or sometimes you'll take it and you'll just die. No one knows what's going to happen, but you get it for five minutes. It's all about Joseph Gordon-Levitt, who's a cop in New Orleans who's trying to take down the people who are like distributing this drug. And the only way that he's able to like even fight this whole thing is by taking the pill himself and being able to use his superpower to fight the, all the people who are selling it and using it. And then also then there's Jamie Foxx, who he was like a special ops guy that the government was working on with genetic reconstruction. And he's kind of super in his own right. Okay. And it is mm-hmm. real good. Real okay. good. I'm telling you. A little slow You're in the beginning. Me. I'm telling you. A little slow in the beginning. Oh, slow. Okay. A little bit. But it gets going really well done. It was one of those where okay. we were watching it and we were like, how could this not have been a theatrical release? Because it's Jamie yeah. Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. That's a huge names. Hey, update on my toe. I shoved a fucking needle in the nail. It hasn't mm, stopped. Didn't, didn't ask for this. Hasn't stopped bleeding for 12 hours. No one asked for an update on your toe. It doesn't look good. Wash it in some betadine, okay? I don't even know what that is. What? You can buy it at Walgreens. It's surgical scrub. It's what surgeons scrub their hands with when they, before they go into surgery. But we use it on our horses if they get a cut or anything. to um, It fights infection. Okay. You need that. You know what else is part of the future? What? You might already be on this whole train, but I just kind of hopped on. Fictional podcasts. What's that? Like a fiction show, but like a podcast. So people are doing podcasts now. It's like serial, but like it's not true. We can just do this and just make up shit? Yeah. Just make up a story and have people like read it like it's like it's real, but it's not. Why don't we just do that then? That would be oh, so much totally easier. Sure. Yeah. So there's this podcast. Have you heard of it called Limetown? No. So I guarantee you they're going to make this a show like they did Dirty John. Only the Dirty John podcast was actually real. This sounds a little like shit town. Did, did you ever listen to S Town? No. Oh, man, that was so such a fiction. Good pod. No, it's true. Oh, okay. Well, this is not true. Okay. Um, My mom believed it and thought it was true. She listened to it. Well, she also believes in aliens. Um, that's true. So so I feel like this is a future podcast. It's like fiction podcast, which is insane. So people compare it to like the podcast serial, but also people say like are comparing it to um the X-Files. For those of you guys that are as old as me and remember the X-Files. Um. But it's like, I feel like a lot of people have probably already heard about this because it, it, like, I'm reading Wikipedia right now and it became the number one US podcast on iTunes less than two months after it came out. Um, But I'm going to tell you guys the plot real quick. Um, And remember, it's a fictional story, but it's a series of investigative reports by Leah Haddock, a journalist for APR, American Public Radio, detailing the disappearance of over 300 people at a neuroscience research facility in Tennessee. What? Yeah, and my mom thought it was real. No way. Tish was planning a trip to this neuroscience facility (laughs) that doesn't exist. Tish, the truth is out there, girl. (laughs) It is creepy as hell, though. I listened to a little bit of it. All right, I'm in. I think you'd really like it. Have you watched Indian Matchmaker on Netflix yet? No. (laughs) Oh, dude. Indian matchmaker is bonkers. Oh my God. So in India, arranged marriages are totally normal. I know. And they use matchmakers to like make this a thing. Honestly, I feel like the U.S. is not far behind on this. You know what? When you watch it, you're like, 
all right, I can I can see what's going on here. It makes <laughs> makes some sense. You've got some good points. Yeah. But what I love, so there's there's two terms that I was just blown away by. So Indian matchmaker basically is this one Indian lady from India who is the most well-known matchmaker out there. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. So it's like all over the world. In India and then also in America, a lot of these Indians are trying to find their forever person and they use this person. And so they'll meet with her and be like, all right, she'll be like, what do you like? And they'll be like, well, first of all, everyone's got to be above 5'3", which I think is so funny. Because <laughs> I was like, Sarah, no one would watch you in this world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like everyone wants. Poor Sarah. I know. Yeah, poor Sarah. <laughs> you know, everyone wants like successful and what does she always say? Slim trim and fit slim trim or something like that. Anyways, you know, they want to be good looking. They want to be successful, yada, yada, yada. And they go through things and then then they'll set these people up and they and they have to like meet the family the first time, which is like so weird. And like you don't meet the like. So the girl comes over to the guy's house and the guy doesn't open the door to be like, hey, what's up? Welcome to the house. This is my family. No, it's the parents who meet the girl first. And she has to like bow to them and like do weird shit. Doesn't even like acknowledge the guy. And the parents like will like grill her for a while. And then finally the guy can like acknowledge her. It's kind of weird and a little bit messed up, but also super intriguing. But there's two things that I I really loved about the show. They're constantly going back to people who were part of arranged marriages, hearing their stories, like older couples who are like totally in love. So when you see that, you're like, wow, maybe this is a thing like it totally works. And the way it works is this thing called biodata, which sounds like something out of this. Sure does. But biodata is like shit that like you're just into, all right? Tinder has biodata. You know, it's like what you like, what you don't. But they be- totally believe in the biodata of like what you want, what your perfect person is. So if you have an arranged marriage, it's an arranged marriage. If you have a normal marriage or like one that we would consider normal, it's called a love marriage. So they'll talk about, mm. yeah. My parents were part of a love marriage and it didn't work. And so now I want to be a part of like this arranged marriage. And you're like, whoa, like the way that you're even presenting this sounds so weird. So weird. But so interesting. The cast of characters, they got, they got this, the one guy who wears nothing but like Louis Vuitton loafers, has a thumbprint code to get into his closet. I just think that maybe the bio data is not showing that maybe he's in a guys, but whatever. Like <laughs> they have like that guy and then they have like the school teacher from North Carolina who is this lovable Indian dude who's this, I just want to find love. Anyways, it's so, so good. Indian matchmaker. Okay. You got to check it out. All right. Check out at least one episode. And, oh, then there's, okay. this one, there's this one guy who's just so rich and the mother is just so overbearing and she's like, you must find a wife now. And he's like, all right, oh whatever. I'm going to choose. And he's like, okay, fine, choose then. And she's like, okay. So she just chooses this kid's. Normally you, ha- you can pick, you know, you get like four or five options from the bio data and then they'll go on a couple dates. No, no, no. This one kid's just, mom, go for it. Don't care. And they're so rich. They look like they're either drug dealers. They're in some sort of oil cartel. He has no personality. He might be on the spectrum. Like he has absolutely nothing to bring to the table other than money. And the girl is so hot. 
Amazingly <laughs> hot, and she's so into it, and they get married. Anyways. You're insane. It's, it's funny. insane how obsessed you are with this. It's funny. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Before we call Violet Benson, mm -hmm. have you watched Warrior Nun? Can't say that I have. Can't say that that got my attention enough to click on it. I got to be honest with you. I was right there with you. I was like, this looks so <laughs> stupid. There is no way I'm ever going to watch this. But you know what? We've reached the end of television, and here we are. Oh, and I got to uh -huh. say, guys, give it a shot. No. Give it a shot. I'm not joking with you. I'm excited to end this podcast to go watch more episodes of Warrior Nun. Okay, we got to get you a new hobby, I think. After waking up in a morgue, <laughs> an orphan teen discovers she now possesses superpowers as the chosen halo bearer for a secret sect of demon-hunting nuns. Okay, I know that this sounds stupid, and it is, a little bit, but basically, there are nuns in Spain that have superpowers, and they're fighting demons. So basically what I just read in the trailer. And you know what? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. That's all I got on it. I'm just telling you it's good. I, I can't I can't justify I it enough. Know. I know, I know Indian listen. Indian matchmaker, yeah. I can get on board with. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. this nun thing, I I just don't know. I think it's one step too far. I know, I know. Dude, when I saw the trailer, I was like, this is the dumbest thing. But then we watch it now. I turned to Sarah and I was like, what if this is real? What if there were nuns who were like straight up doing like Walker, Texas Rangers roundhouse kicks and like had halos that they could use as weapons and they were fighting demons on behalf of us? Bonkers premise. There's a lot of crazy science that goes goes in the show that pretty cool. They figure out how to get to the quantum realm, which is heaven. What? <laughs> Sounds so ridiculous. I need to go back to work so bad. So bad. So bad. So, Bran, it was last week that we went to this, like, really cool winery, and we brought a bunch of our, like, our quarantine buddies and did our kind of fake wedding there, you know? Mm -hmm. everyone was coming and checking out different like rooms in the little villa that we rented out and everyone came in and they were like wait what is that and I was like oh you guys don't know about the quip toothbrush hanging from the mirror that I brought and they're like wait that's a toothbrush and I was like yes I know it looks like a space age robot but no it is a toothbrush that looks badass but even more so it cleans your teeth badass. If you haven't heard about the Quip toothbrush, uh, Brandy, tell them about it. Guys, we both use this toothbrush. We love this toothbrush. It's so sleek and slim and small. It's easy to pack. I also have it packed in my suitcase for my trip this weekend. Um, and it, they don't just have the toothbrush. They also have toothpaste and floss. And again, delivered directly to your door. You don't have to go anywhere. And I think one of the you know hardest things about like oral care is remembering to replace a toothbrush. And you're supposed to do that like pretty often. So one last thing you have to remember, Quip will deliver refill brush heads to your door on a schedule so that you never forget to replace your bristles and get your teeth shiny clean. Also, these toothbrushes come with a 30 second pulse timer on your toothbrush. So you make sure and get that dentist recommended two minute routine. And there's even a sized down version toothbrush that they came out with just that's designed for kids. So everyone can have clean teeth. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none they don't. They've also got their refillable floss with a dispenser 
that you keep for life. They've got every single angle covered. Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash YFT right now, You'll get your first refill for free. You guys, get on the train, get your Quip toothbrush delivered to you. Shipping is free. Again, you'll get your first refill for free when you go to getquip.com slash YFT. Quip, the good habits company. Clean your mouth. All right, Brandy, let's just be honest. We're all just stuck at our house quarantining day after day after day after day after day Mm -hmm. and we're doing the same thing over and over again and i've got something for you guys to activate your brain to uh stimulate that cerebellum inside your noggin inside that noodle i'm talking about best fiends it's one of my favorite games out there you know i love it brandy here's the deal you don't have to be online to play it so you can actually go on an airplane Like you're going to Montana. You could go on the airplane without the Wi-Fi and still play Best Fiends. They've got a a million freaking characters. All of my family, all of my friends, they are all playing it. I'm actually on, I think I'm on either level 212 or 214. I don't know. I've gone down a very deep Best Fiends hole and everyone needs to check it out. A unique and exciting puzzle game unlike any others out there. You can collect tons of cute characters. And here's the thing. The game is always changing, so it never feels stagnant. New monthly theme challenges. I'm telling you, Best Fiends is where it's at. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips. They've got over 100 million downloads. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. Do it. Seriously, what else are you doing with your life? Watching none shows on Netflix, apparently. That show's good. Okay. I think we should probably get ready to call Violet Benson. I think so, yeah. From Daddy Issues. Oh my God, this is so cool. Yes, we did it. Love your hair. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome into uh, YFT, Violet Benson from Too Tired to Be Crazy is the podcast. Daddy Issues is the Instagram handle. Uh, and Russia is the country. And Yeah. <laughs> so the first question that we have, we're going, we're going hard in the paint here. Is it true that you have a fucking vaccine and when is Russia going to send it over to America? <laughs> so I'm not at li- liberty to discuss this. But no, it's not true. I don't know, actually. I have no idea because I'm Jewish, so I don't count as a Russian to Russians. So is that how that works over there? <laughs> yeah, that is how it works there. Well, so don't worry. They hate you guys, but they probably hate me, too. So we're in the same. <laughs> we're good. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm really rooting for the old uh, red curtain or whatever it's called, because I'd love to not be stuck at the house and not working. <sighs> Same. I don't know. Did you just hear about this guy, Bryce Hall, that's a TikToker that just threw his 21st birthday? It's like trending all over Twitter. 
No. He just turned 21, so it was the first time he finally tried a drink, and he was like, because I just turned 21, first time I'm ever going to try alcohol, like, let me make it a big thing. So him and his friends, like, have some mansion in Hollywood Hills, and they threw, like, this big party with, like, hundreds of hundreds of people. There were, like, hundreds of hundreds of people in his house, and then hundreds of hundreds of people outside, too, and uh, they posted it everywhere, too, so it's not like they were hiding it, and they were just having, like, the time of their lives and not giving a shit, and it's, like, literally, like, they're... Not even their first party that they threw in like the last couple of weeks. It's so crazy. Did the police come? Did they rate it like, what is the other, the YouTube guy? Jake Paul. Jake Paul. (laughs) So did they do that? No, the police just came to like uh, end the party at 4 a.m. Like, I don't know if that counts like much, you know? So just like a normal high school party. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not bitter because I wasn't invited. (laughs) A lot of people that I know were. I mean, no big deal about that. That's fine. I'm bitter because I'm stuck at home. Yeah. And then all these kids just keep partying. I'm also bitter that no one's inviting me anywhere. I'm not going to lie. But also mainly because I'm stuck at home. You said he's a TikToker? Yeah. He should be saving his money because that is going away very soon, apparently, from from what I understand about the president. I heard they make TikTokers make minimum 50000 a month. Really? What? Minimum is what they're making. And that's like their minimum. So they're probably, they, they, some of them are making like $200,000 a month right now. But like, how are they doing ads on TikTok? Ads, yeah. And their branded content. Cause they have like such an insane engagement right now on their um, platforms. That is insane. So Violet, I've been on your show before and I had such a good time. It was so much fun. That was back that was when. okay for me. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. That was back <laughs> when we could be in the same room together. Now we're doing this via Skype. So our show is called Your Favorite Thing where we just talk about like whatever our favorite things are. I got to be honest with you. I've been seeing a lot of um, lady toys, lady, lady, lady things on your Instagram. So I assume that's one of your favorite things. (laughs) Okay. I feel so. No. Okay. First of all, I'm not really, there's no way you've been seeing a lot of that vibrate on my Instagram. It must be like other meme accounts. First of all, second of all, I have tried that vibrator. It's not my thing. It's a little traumatic for me. It's just like a little overwhelming, to be honest. (laughs) But I'd say I'm like an expert of vibrators at this point with quarantine. A hundred percent. Is a vibrator right now my favorite thing during quarantine? Yeah, obviously. How how many vibrators would you say you have just on deck? Okay, but again, it's not fair to ask because now I'm going to say it's going to sound like I have a problem. I don't know, like 15, (laughs) 20, I don't know. I don't know. Quite a few. (laughs) <laughs> but it's because they always send me a bunch of vibrators. So at this point, there's like a whole joke between me and all my friends that every time I go into to anyone's house or they're about to go on vacation, I either Uber them a, a vibrator. Like, uh, do you guys know uh, Demi Burnett? She recently went on vacation, like literally before she went on vacation, I Ubered her two books about how to deal with men and then a vibrator. Like a new one, obviously, not a used one. <laughs> but like, so now I just kind of give all my friends vibrators. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> And like, when was the last time I masturbated? Last night. No big deal. That's fine. I didn't even know that like masturbating was so taboo. Like I recently posted about an interview with Demi and I where um, she, she she did an episode for my podcast and we talked about masturbating because we both do it a lot or like sometimes, I don't whatever. I don't know what people consider a lot. <laughs> whatever. So, and then like so many men were upset in the comments. Like I didn't know that masturbating was still taboo. Men were upset? Yes, that we were talking about it. They were like, you guys are whores. And I was like, I didn't know that me not having sex and just masturbating made me a whore, but okay. Men can do it multiple times a yeah. day, but women can't. What the fuck? I feel like I sound like a really lonely cat lady. I don't know what this is. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Okay, so other than double clicking the mouse, what are some of your other favorite things right now? Some things I love. I love doing during quarantine the beginning when I thought like, oh, it's going to be over in a month. I was like, well, first when quarantine started, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn a new language. Mm -hmm. I'm going to learn. I also was like, I'm going to learn how to play the violin again. Cause I used to know how to play the violin when I was younger. And then one time my mom had the audacity to tell me, oh, um, you were so terrible when you played the violin. Thank God you stopped. And I was like, wow, bet. Okay. So because I'm so competitive, I had this whole like imagination in my head of what I was going to do during quarantine. I said, you know what, from now on, for the next three months, I'm going to learn how to play the violin. Every morning, I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. From 6 to 8 a.m., I'm going to learn how to play the violin. Three months later, I'm going to invite my family to dinner in my house. They come over. Boom, we have dinner. And then I'm like, okay, guys, get ready for dessert. They think they're just having dessert. And I'm like, ah, surprise. Here I am playing the violin. I pull out the violin. I start playing it. My mom shocked. And I look at my mom, I see, what do you think about that? And she goes, when did you learn this? I thought you were so busy with work. And I said, not enough, not too busy to prove you wrong. Look how good I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that never happened. Brandy, but. you know what this sounds like, right? Sounds like what I want to do at my next dinner party. Oh boy, you guys could team up and it'd really be a whole thing. Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement when you went away. Now you're making me mad. So, Violet, I have this whole, like, weird thing in my mind that I was going to learn Hamilton's You'll Be Back. And my best friend, Dan, was going to come over and play it on the piano that we have in the house at a dinner party. And then I was going to, like, drunkenly walk out with, like, a glass of scotch and start just singing You'll be back, and everyone's going to be like, holy ballsack. This guy needs to be on Broadway. And then you just told that story, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Violet, can you learn uh, You'll Be Back from Hamilton on the violin? And then we'll just, uh, and then we'll, your parents can come over, my friends can come over, and then it'll be like a whole thing. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. But you didn't learn. Okay, so I didn't learn that. Okay. But, and I didn't learn a new language. But my favorite things during quarantine started to be a I started to like I was playing a lot of Nintendo. So my old video games came back into my life. I was doing a lot of different puzzles. Then I started to like read different books or like listen to audiobooks about like dating relationships. Then I started dating a lot. Then I got over dating <laughs> and I went back to reading books about dating. And then I got really into my podcast because I relaunched my podcast during quarantine because I was off of my podcast for three months. And then also I really got into the show Umbrella Academy. It's mm -hmm. so good. Told you, love Brandy. That. Wells loves it. Did you watch both seasons? Obviously, yes. Who's your favorite character? I don't have a favorite character, but I have a favorite power. And the favorite power is I heard a rumor that I, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's my favorite. That's the kind of power I would want to have because it basically convinces a person to do anything. And then I can be like, I heard a rumor that you want to marry me. And boom, <laughs> married. Does anyone, like, read ahead of what's going to happen on shows or movies or is it just me? Because I do that. I don't do that. No. It's like a weird anxiety thing because sometimes I get too anxious and then I just like I feel like if I just know I need like I'm a control freak and I always need to know everything that's happening. So I even do that with movies and shows or like, for example, even Game of Thrones, yeah. The Red Wedding. I watched a, I read ahead of time to know so what? I can prepare my heart. I still cried watching it, but I had to know what was happening. That's crazy. Yeah, because I was about to ruin it for you with Dirty John, but then Don't. I just realized that we're not the same person, so I didn't. <laughs> 
I was about to tell you I was going to have no, 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 to run it. No, no, no. I remember you told me that Tyler Cameron slid in. <laughs> Why are you talking about that? This is what's so unfortunate with media. You can literally, as a woman, accomplish so many different things. And then the one thing you'll finally be in the tabloids for is for another man. And I'm That's like, true. the fact that, like, it pisses me off, the fact, like, I don't want to die tomorrow knowing that what I'll be remembered for is going on one day with Tyler Cameron. Mm-hmm. When right. I've dated way more famous guys than him. Okay, so then who's more Thank famous you. that you've dated? I can't say, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. And, yeah, I feel like we I got stuck in an entanglement, mm-hmm. being stuck with, like, this weird love triangle with him and um, Hannah Brown and Gigi Hadid. And the funny thing is that, A, they, they posted the most the ugliest pictures of me. So then people would just comment being like, how does he go from those two beautiful women to her? And I was like, and I was like, mom, they're so mean. And she's like, Violetta, you went to university. You're so smart. You speak three languages. Do not compare yourself to these other women. Mom, you're right. Like, thank you so much. So all good. I'm just the kind of person that if I interested in someone, I just go for it. Like it doesn't, I just, there's no reason why I wouldn't. So when I was watching like the two last episodes of The Bachelorette with Hannah Brown, she rejected Tyler. I was like, okay, cool. Like I should get this guy's attention. Like if she doesn't want him, like I'll go out with him. He's hot. So then what I did was on my stories, I basically, (laughs) I posted something. Like I think I posted like the clip of the show. And then I made some like dirty joke and tagged Tyler Cameron in it. And since I'm verified, I just assumed that maybe he'll see the message in his DMs. And he did. And then when he saw it, I wrote like, oh my God, like I'm so embarrassed. Like I had no idea you're going to see that. That's so embarrassing. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, Oh, no, it's all good. Well, I tagged him my personal Instagram, but then he's like, it's all good. Like, I'm such a fan of daddy issues. Like, I've followed it for years and like, I loved it in college. And I go, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, you know, we have a friend in common. And he goes, who? And I'm like, Nick Vial. All three of us should hang out. And he's like, I'm down. I'm going to be in L.A. for like two, three days, two days. And I was like, "Okay, perfect. So then I tell Nick. Then I had a feeling that Nick may try to cock block me because I love Nick Vial. But like, if you don't give all the attention to Nick. He may be a little upset, and that's the truth. A feeling Nick may cock block me. I took Nick out of the picture, and I said, you know what, Tyler, let's just do our own thing. And he's like, okay. So between his meetings, because he was only here for two days, we ended up going to lunch. And I think, like, he was interested in going to lunch with me because he was a fan of daddy issues, and I was a fan of his good looks. So (laughs) (laughs) Fair. (laughs) And we went to lunch. We were there and we ended up spending like a few hours together that day. And he's such a gentleman. He's so nice. Was I like physically attracted to him or interested in dating him? No, I, I, I found him a little boring. I didn't think he was like right for me, but like, I think he's such a nice person and he was such a gentleman. Like, and he was like carrying my stuff. And then we went to get gas in my car and he filled up the gas tank for me. He's like, he's such a Southern nice boy. Like he's so nice. We, and then we, yeah, we hung out for a few hours and we talked about how he's going to come see my house next and everything was super chill. But then the next day he ended up being in the tabloids with Hannah Brown. Cause that night, I guess he slept at her house. And once I saw that, I just didn't want to, I felt so uncomfortable by the whole situation. Cause I was like, well, they're going to date. Like, I don't even want him texting me. Like, even as a friend, I just felt uncomfortable because I'm very, like, go a girl's girl. So it just made me uncomfortable. And I just texted him and I was like, hey, like, I didn't know that was still a thing. Oh, I remember now. 
things he told me at lunch didn't make sense then with the fact that he he hung out with her. That's what it was. He was probably still a little bitter about the breakup. So like the things he told me versus like then seeing them hang out, I was confused and I just didn't like that. So I wanted to remove myself from the situation. And I told him, I just don't want to do this. So you have fun with Hannah. And he was like, um, okay. Like I thought we could be friends. Like you've never heard of a friendship between a guy and a girl. And I was like, I just, I don't want to be in this situation. Just remove myself from it. And that's what happened. And then a day later, he went out with Gigi. So I was like, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. That's all. That's all that happened. <laughs> I never saw him or spoke to him again. This is what I picked up from this whole thing. You wanted to learn another language, but you already speak three languages. <laughs> that's what you got from it. I speak Russian, Hebrew, and English. And I used to speak Arabic and French, but I forgot it. So now. what were you going to wow. try to learn? I wanted to learn French again. That'd be cool. Jesus Christ. I just want to learn yeah. you'll be back from the musical Hamilton. So that's it. <laughs> Tell everyone what they need to listen to, what they need to go to, what they need to check out of your stuff. Definitely check out the vibrator with the suction thing that he was yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Check cool. That out on your own. But okay, so everyone can check out my personal Instagram, which is Viola Benson, or my meme account, which is Daddy Issues underscore, or my podcast, Too Tired to Be Crazy, which is on every Thursday. I have a lot of fun guests, and I also do solo episodes, which are about self love and self healing. Um, yeah, so it's every Thursday. Check it out. And did I forget anything? I don't know. What's your favorite meme you've ever made? Probably something that has to do with like dick. <laughs> <laughs> Violet, thank you so much for being on our show. We love you so much. Everyone go follow Daddy Issues. Go subscribe to uh, To Tired to Be Crazy. In your normal account, it's just Violet Benson, right? Yeah, it's my name. Yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show, dude. You rock. Thank you guys for having me. Have a good weekend. See ya. Bye. Bye. She's funny. This episode went a little bit longer than I think we thought it um, would. We've been talking for an hour and a half. I know. So you want to save music and other fave things for next week? Yeah. Okay. Maybe just as an outro, just like play a little bit of Midnight Sky just while we're saying goodbye, you know? I'll say what I like about this. Dude, the 80s are coming back so oh, hard. That song's awesome. So good. Okay. So, like, speaking of the 80s, like, being the thing, right? Yeah. Like, this song, The Weeknd, uh -huh. right? Skating away. It sounds so much like this song. I feel like I'm going crazy. No? There's some similar sounds. I mean, it's just, and I'm not, I'm not saying like anyone's ripping off anybody else. It's that like the 80s are cool now. And I remember the 80s, like, everyone was made fun of it, you know? Yeah, now Anyways, all right. Go pack. Go to Montana. 
You weirdo. Okay. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Natalie Barbu, host of the Real Real podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to the Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.